You are listening to CJSW 90.9 FM, broadcasting out of Calgary, Alberta, at the University of Calgary campus radio station located on Treaty 7 land. I would like to take this opportunity to acknowledge the traditional territories of the people of the Treaty 7 region in southern Alberta. The city of Calgary is also home to Métis Nation of Alberta, District 5 and 6. Disclaimer! The following program features language not suitable for all audiences, and the expressed opinions found within this program are a reflection of those who feature on the Pop Culture Effect podcast. Welcome to the Pop Culture Effect. I'm Rockin' Rob, and on this show, I bring my closest friends together to talk about all of the news happening in our pop culture world around us. Hello, my name is Gemini, and welcome to the Pop Culture Effect. I'm joined here by some of my greatest friends in the world, Blaze. What up? Menace. Hello. And Subset. Hey, yo. Robbie finally released me from his f***ing editor's hovel. So we'll start with Blaze telling us about some of the newest tragedies here on the YouTube hellscape. Yeah, unfortunately. Dude, I I cried heavily when I saw the video pop up in my feed, and it's just kind of adding on to the list of people leaving. But lately, a lot of people, a lot of big YouTubers that have been very influential to a lot of us are quitting and or retiring from YouTube as a whole or taking a major step back and not uploading as much as they are. Um, I know a few of them like Tom Scott, Moose Knuckle, Captain Sparkles. At least he's not doing, I think he's still doing music stuff, but he's not going to be doing any more like gaming stuff anymore. Uh, Stampy, Meat Canyon. That's a couple of the ones on the list that I had on top of my head. But For the, uh, oh, actually, never mind. Uh, Bobbert's going to be talking about that later, so. No. <laughs> I was going to say, I'll admit, the only name on there that even sounded familiar to me was Meat Canyon. He was that guy who does the animations, correct? Yes. His uh, wow. his secondary channel, Papa Meat, has been doing better for him. So he said he's going to be doing that, but Meat Canyon is going to be taking a backseat. But like I said, Bobber will be talking about that later. I understand like the tragedy in it and like how sad it is, but I guess for me personally, honestly, I feel like it might be for the best. As tragic as that is, um, with a lot of these YouTubers retiring and taking a backseat or a break and everything, we kind of have to remember a lot of these people were already in their early 20s when they started YouTube and we were like what 10 12 years old they're reaching their 40s now I can kind of understand if they want to you know do something else or they do feel it's just time to take a break from the internet or to just stop entirely I mean a lot of these people have probably garnered a pretty big platform that they can retire early and everything and it's more power to them it's definitely reaching a a hierarchy switch in YouTube where a lot of these big names are stepping back or retiring and a lot of which is leaving room for like newer youtubers to take over but the feel of youtube for us has drastically changed compared to like the new generation of youtube and that's just the cycle of life you know out with the old in with the new it's gonna sting but change is bad change is terrible (laughs) i know i know all of us are autistic and we don't like change but it's an inevitable force of nature that we can't stop. Yes, we can. I deny it. (laughs) 
but like you know with a lot of like with matt pat doesn't he have like a kid or two he probably wants to focus with his family and everything i understand that yep leading on to that the thing that brings this all up is the very sad video we got a couple days ago of matt pat announcing his retirement and handing over the torch of game theory and all of his other sub channels to his uh co-workers that he's built on his channel and honestly that's wonderful for him yet sad that he won't be making videos i was never really a fan of matt pat like the game theory i just never watched them they he had he was funny and had good content but honestly i think he deserves it you know as i stated i'm pretty sure he has started a family he has a kid or two i'm not too sure how many at this point yeah yeah regardless though he probably wants to focus on his family because we've we've heard of some of these people who have families and still try to maintain a big powerful presence on social media and it's just a mess mostly talking about family vloggers they should never exist because that is quick side rant i hate when people blast their children on social media and make a profit out of them because like they're kids they can't consent to the fact that their face is being posted on social media their words are being posted for everyone to see their actions and they have no idea the consequences of what's gonna happen i hate when people do that exactly like my one friend whenever she posts pictures of her daughter it's she either has like you know it's only very safe pictures and her account can only be seen by like her family and those she trusts like she does very rarely post pictures of her daughter because of that and i i do not blame her because yeah there are also weirdos out there so like i just hate when people need to like use their child for social media clout because you shouldn't be using a child for that that's also one of the not not that specific thing but matt pat did bring that up that like he the only time him and his fiance wife i don't know what steph is really but the only time that they really sit down and talk it's about like business logistics or stuff about the youtube channel or meetings that are going to happen and he said that he he doesn't want that to be the their only communication during the day yeah exactly and he's also talked about his son how at this point his son knows the fnaf lore better than he does (laughs) (laughs) i mean that might just be a kid thing because it's really popular with kids but like you know um another great example of that is i think she has started doing actual youtube videos at one point but i think she started out in like more like the youtube shorts and tiktok i'm not too sure what her handle is but i think she goes by uyen she is notorious for like german boyfriend if i recall correctly um the vietnamese woman who oh moved i've to seen Germany. that yeah yeah recently she also posted a video about how she has hired someone new to help her with the videos so that way her bro- her boyfriend can kind of take a step back focus on his own job and you know they're not constantly talking about you know her her youtube videos her social media videos and everything and so they can actually have a relationship because at first yeah he was with her and he helped her and he did a lot of stuff because he wanted to help but she realized it was more harming their relationship than anything and i think that's a very good thing when social media stars do that stars social media people influencers whatever they're called i have no idea what they're (laughs) called some of them are stars but not all of them this is kind of an off topic thing but i wish at least america or or even these other places would kind of treat more these influencers or idols kind of more how japan does because idols and influencers are like an actual job in japan and like i know it's a job here but like they have companies and stuff that will set up events for them they have all these extra stuff in japan that are set up for these influencers by the actual like state and stuff like that to where in america everybody's gotta you know gotta do your own work of the grind that's not a sport i think it might be just america is still behind in that mindset and a lot of them are considered self-employed still Mm -hmm. um and probably only a small fraction are actually with a corporation or company not too sure what that could be done to have america 
America like move forward in that. But I think it's mostly like kind of a culture thing, more ingrained. It could be. You know, we, America likes to pretend it's got that bravado of you pick yourself up from your bootstraps, you work in the coal mine for 50 years kind of deal, you know? <laughs> Have a real yeah. job, be a real man. <laughs> yeah, it turns out that those real jobs you don't even move up in anyway, even though they say you can. Yeah. Cough, cough, current job. And you know. Any hoosies. But yeah, I'm I'm happy for Matt Pat for making this decision so he can be with his family more and move on with his life and kind of take time for himself now after all the years of him building up the, the game theory brand, I guess I should could say. Mm-hmm. It's but, a complete IP at this point. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. happy for him. And he's still gonna be there as like a CEO-esque yeah. character. Uh, creative lead, I think is creative the word that lead, he used. Yeah. So he's still gonna be there. He's just no longer gonna be a part of the videos anymore. He'll still be I, I on like funny. the creative board and whatnot. I find it funny that he's essentially switching roles with the people that are taking over now because they're creative leads at this moment. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do think that's kind of funny. But yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how game theory is going to change afterwards. MatPat did say that he's going to be a part of nine more after today, because they just released an episode here today or yesterday. But after Mm. that one, there's nine more recordings that he is a part of. And then they're going to do a Game Theory Live video as a sending off party for him. And then he's done. They say nine more theories, but the way that they're putting it is nine more weeks of theories, because the timer said 59 days when they first put it up. Yeah. But I did want to kind of go over what what and who are taking over real quick so for for those that do watch you'll kind of know what's going on and who's coming in uh for game theory we got tom who's always been in like all the fnaf videos and stuff like that he's british guy real funny um first one he did was one of the pokemon videos of how strong pikachu is mm -hmm. um for film theory we got lee who's always very articulate always goes way deep in in even further sometimes even further than matt pat's gone into into these movies and stuff to find information about the theories. I'm really happy for him to come in. I've seen the stuff that he's in. Love him. Uh, for style theory, we got Amy, who is really funny as well. She's uh, She's been on the Theorist channel a long, long time. Uh, she's practically been taking over style theory even before this all got announced. I think she's been in like every video almost. Uh, and then for uh, food theory, we got Sati, who has kind of been leading the same almost as Amy. Uh, he's been in every episode. He's very experimental, I want to say, and I don't think articulate is the right word for cooking, but he, he, he gets very... can't think of the words. Come on, words, man. Come on. Come on. I, it's hard. He, he's very into cooking. I, I don't know the better way to say it, but he's passionate. got a very, very big... Yeah, very passionate about, about cooking and everything related to all is. the experiments <laughs> and stuff they're doing. But another thing was that they do have a fifth channel, GT Live, and Matt Pat said that he will be on there. He will still be the host up until the end of the summer of this year in which case either ash who normally runs the background stuff watching the chat and stuff for gt live uh she will be taking over not sure whether it's going to be as the host or not yet but we will we will still have matt pet for a good portion of this year i'm a little worried about how the gta live is going to do after he's done because i feel like people watch gta live for his reactions yeah i do i do think that but ash is ash is literally like her her whole backstory air quotations is that she's a split off personality from Matt's mind <laughs> because they they do they think very similarly and they have a lot of the same reactions so I'm if she if she does take over as host I think that it, it won't be that much of a uh, like idealistic change but I saw in their their last GT live video on the Garden of Ban Ban that they are 
Ash is already starting to change up the background and add her own little stuff onto the wall and stuff like that. So, but we will have we will have Matt for a good portion of the year. So all those you know, there's probably people don't do this. You can't leave. What are we gonna do without you? No, don't worry. We got him. He's still gonna be there. He also said that he's gonna be showing up sometimes in the background, showing up at special events and stuff like that. He, he, I think he referred himself as uh, Grandpa Pat now. Yeah, Grandpa. Pat. Give it a minute, guys. The next FNAF game is gonna come back. Gonna come back for the next FNAF game. <laughs> and like, even if he just shows up on the couch or something, or shows up in the videos, like, just be like, "Hey, I'm here to talk about this just for a little bit." Like, I'm perfectly fine with that. And even if he doesn't, but like, I feel like, like you said, subset. I feel like he's gonna show up for FNAF stuff or the stuff that really involves how even stuff that he like talk about it. You know, I get the juice. Yeah, the stuff that he normally talks about and stuff like that. At least until it's fully transitioned over. And fanboy instead of being critical. That's fair. But yeah, I'm interested to see how things go and I'm curious on if we're gonna get any more YouTubers announcing their retirement or quitting after all these I years. hope not. Yeah, it's it, it seems like it's becoming a bit of a domino effect, but we'll have to wait and see. I mean, it is just the start of 2024, so... And a lot of stuff has already happened. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of happening so far. You're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW. But let's uh let's move on to why am I fucking up on this room? Wow, wow, now it's my turn to fuck up on something. Wow, I see how it I'm is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You subset it's contagious. <laughs> You're welcome. You're appreciated. Uh subset, wanna tell us about a game that came to Xbox that we've all been addicted to ever since? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? You, you, you mean the game called Boulders Gate 3? Nah man, I can't. Yes, the game where it has sucked our lives away for the past few months. What's, yeah. what's that game about? Yeah, what's that game about? <laughs> is, is that like, uh, is that Spider-Man? Uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it finally came to console after it being out for PC for what? Almost a year? Not even a year? Well, roughly it, if, it, it's roughly been if a, you don't want the beta. It was on PS5 for a while next to PC, but it just now came to Xbox. I have been, I've been loving it. I actually haven't, because of my work schedule, I haven't been able to play it nearly as much as everybody else here but i uh-huh. i have been having so much fun with it i made it's my so good isn't it oh yeah i made i made my tiefling made my little sylphlin guy and he's i've already even even in the little bits that i played with subset and blaze i've been like hey i got this door unlocked They're like what <laughs> wait you unlock the door yeah first try <laughs> i hate how they don't have crossplay yet i, I can't day. wait for them to actually do it one day i know that's the nice thing about it it doesn't matter if you've played the shit out of it you can always do people are still finding new things even without like even things that aren't added from like the hot fixes and updates people are still finding new things that came with the game yeah and like even now i'm still going through the first act i barely touched like the the like the, the underdark I'm, I'm just gonna say names because i haven't out for this i haven't even but. made it to the druid camp yet jesus really <laughs> I, i've been wandering around the out the the first area just collecting and he did stuff say and he doesn't really I'm have a lot of time to I'm, dry it. well that, that's fair but i'm also not surprised because who did i say was gonna be the person where you know we're doing story stuff or we're in fights and he looks up and he's just like wait what happened as he's got like fuck as he's being weighed down by like 30 <laughs> silver plates and he's got like a oh. fork and a goblet so, in his um, hands this won't be spoilers but you know when you get uh when you're going when you meet a Asterion and there's those lock boxes next to him yeah when I when I was playing with subset and blaze I accidentally picked up one of the boxes and put it in my inventory <laughs> and I was like hey guys look what I can do and then just it just flew into my into my purse and then oh, I had like geez. I had like 60 weapons and I just put it into my into that box 
box just to free up inventory space. I mean, it's some, it's one thing you can do. <laughs> one day, I'm just gonna have like boxes in my inventory just to build a fort. What I don't like is that you oh. can't, not, not don't like, but you can't have boxes. You can put boxes into your storage, like at your camp and stuff, but you can't have stuff in those storage boxes. So you can put empty boxes in your camp storage, but you can't put boxes full of stuff into your camp storage. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing, but to be fair, I don't pick up boxes. So. I, it was just the one. You do pouches. One thing I think is interesting, though, is that it came to Xbox the night of the Game Awards, but Larian Studios was so rushed when giving their award for Game of the Year that they did that they completely forgot to say that it was coming to Xbox that night because they were rushed to get off stage. I still find it hilarious that apparently Microsoft passed Baldur's Gate up for uh, the Game Pass because I think original, like I think it was brought up to them and they're like, nah, we don't see it as that well of a seller. So that they passed would. it up. Oh, that sucks. We wouldn't, yeah. have, we wouldn't have had to pay for it. I Let me double check, but I'm pretty sure that was a thing. That's so dumb. Well, that's how it goes. You know, it's the same thing what happened with the Elden Ring. They didn't believe Elden Ring was going to be a success and bye. Microsoft, get your head in the game. I think it's more because Microsoft, even from the beginning, has always been based on like multiplayer games. Well, the big ones, Halo, Call of Duty, all those have been the ones that have like made the staple for Xbox. So like these single player story driven games, single player in quotations, are like aren't ones that they see as are going to be like the main focus for their community. But that's the problem. They started off with the campaign, the little Halo campaign, and then, you know, and then we got infinite campaign, <laughs> all that shit. Like going through, just going through is going through it has been an experience at least. We got our hands on it, but it is sad that we couldn't have it sooner because they didn't believe in it. Boy, was that a regret. Well, it wasn't necessarily that. I think at first it was because of the fact that they were having issue doing split screen on the Series S. So they were waiting to release it until they could get that resolved. But they just got to the point where we were like, you know what, screw it. We just need to get the game on here. So as a uh, little warning, there is a bit an unprecedented oh. problem occurred when it came to console. At least the frame, the you know, the hardware of both consoles, at least the PlayStation 5 and Xbox, they had some trouble keeping memory. Some people been losing some memory and saves and shit, so. Oh. It also has a limited amount of saves you can do compared to PC, where you can do an infinite amount of saves, almost. Okay, never mind. I think I got it wrong. I think it was Larian's idea not to add it to Game Pass, because they were afraid it was going to devalue the game. That's a fair... That is fair. I don't blame them in that aspect. Because as shitty as it is, they they do have to make profits, and I can kind of understand that. Oh, boy. And they, they, they make At profit. least they, like, talk about it. They're not just, like, a leave it there and be like, oh, yeah, it's not on Game Pass, and everybody's just asking why. Yeah, they're, they yeah, they're, yeah, apparently it was because they were afraid it would, like, devalue the game, and honestly, that's a completely valid reason not to have it on the Game Pass. That yeah. honestly is. Mm -hmm. It's a massive game, and it is worth its price point. Honestly, I don't blame Larian for that. I don't blame them at all. They are a much so, smaller company. I was, uh, I did want to ask for the people that are more into, the like, looking into the stuff. They said that they're not going to do any DLC or anything, right? Is there... They, I doubt it. Larian's not known for DLC. Like, I feel like they should at least do maybe like a patch or something or like an update to 
add more of the races and maybe even like catch it up to 5e now because i know it's like what it's set as like the base 5e when it first when 5e first started a couple tweaks mm. to oh, it yeah. but it like they don't have stuff from like tasha's changes like ranger is still how it was base 5e doesn't have the changes that made it good from tasha's but it's kind of a mixture but for the most part a lot of the stuff is is mostly base 5e yeah apparently back in august the baldur's gate 3 team are thinking of changing their minds because they're not ready to move on from it <laughs> so also this might be one of the few games where larian does decide to come out with extra content which i don't know if they do extra content i could definitely see them doing more like adding as you said stuff from other expansions um one thing i could probably see them doing is because the githyankai githyanki however the f you want to pronounce it the gith are a core portion of the story they could maybe do something with Spelljammer, which was released uh, i believe a year and a half ago if not um where it does expand more on stuff about like the astral plane and everything and the creatures and such um and i think that's what expanded the gith recently um i could see them maybe dealt like dipping their toes into Spelljammer. they probably won't do anything maybe that has to do with like eberron or magic or like magic the gathering considering that's kind of already it like owned by another you know big papa so they probably have to like talk but to be fair i'm not too sure because they're all kind of interconnected because like there are magic the gathering cards for the baldur's gate companions it's all owned by wizards of the coast so it's yeah all so just, it's all just kind of one big multiverse yeah it's all just one big thing so i would like to see a lot of this like i would love to see the circle of stars druid subclass because that's one of the best subclasses but i do feel that co that would be kind of like one dlc expansion path that they could go would be to add more classes more races i want Hexblade Warlock. I'm mad Hexblade Warlock is in the game. <laughs> um, for story, that one, I'm not too sure what they could add unless they kind of do like... I've seen that they've done a couple like epilogue patches that like added a little epilogue story. Yeah, and that's what I'm not too sure like what they could do for DLC because they can't, they wouldn't necessarily go like the Dragon Age Inquisition route where the DLC, the final DLC that they released was like an epilogue DLC that then like would opened up to what would slowly happen in the fourth game. Please God, Dreadwolf come out soon. Anyway, <laughs> um, like they could do that, but there's no reason to do an epilogue one. They could do, you know, like with other games, uh, the one that's coming to mind would be like with Dark Souls, where you kind of get to a certain point and then you can do this additional story. But with how seemingly on a time crunch you are with the main story of Baldur's Gate, I don't, I'm not too sure what they would have planned unless they're like little things. Like, you know, oh, you're not, but like... <laughs> Kind of oh, video, video game time crunch. Video game time crunch. Yeah, video, like a video, like not an like not a Dead Rising time crunch. Not like that, but like oh a God. narrative. You're on like a narrative time crunch, you know? Oh, okay. Doesn't like feel like narrative. to me. I want to know not. if they're going to... Because the whole, the whole big thing about games is like replayability, obviously. Like, obviously you have the different classes and stuff, but once you complete the game and know the story, what else is there really for you to do? That's kind of where I'm at with the game, because I love it dearly. Um, like I said, one option could be maybe to add new companions and these DLCs can like be little extra quests and maybe a little extra area you go to recruit these new companions into your story because you know a lot of games a lot of RPGs do that so they could do that where it's like oh hey um here's a bard that we've decided to add um and if they do add like other classes they could be like here is a oh fuck them what's that you're the heck yeah here well blood hunters that one's kind of a weird one um because it's like it's not a 
official, but it is, but it isn't. The Bloodhunter's weird, but like here's a Hexblade Warlock that you can recruit here in the... Here's an ASMR. Yeah, here's here's like a Hexblade Warlock um, that you can recruit in this extra portion of the Underdark, you know? Um, near the end, they could be all like, here is X, Y, and Z bug... No, not bugbear. Uh, bugbear. Changeling. Changeling. What are they again? I think it's Changeling, right? I think that's mm-hmm. a different race, yeah. God, I just want to see Genasi. I'd love to see a Genasi. Who's the Kobold? Well, they're... Well, I won't say anything. Oh, I want to see ASMR. I also want to see maybe, like, Goliath. Goliath yes. looks cool. So I'm going to stop there. <laughs> because just, it's heavy, heavy spoilers. I just really want to... I just really want to see them do new races. I want, like... I want the... I want to see them do, like... I want to see them do... Essentially, catch up to the races that are canonically or that aren't homebrew in 5e I want to see the asmr oh. i want to see the goliaths I want to see the the elephant people i think with or... some of them granted it is a big multiverse but they are on the plane of Faerun. so granted they do want to stay in what is canonically on Faerun. so um i don't know if the elephant people yeah, are Loxodon, or... loxodons i don't believe are no but i think the cat folk are yeah i want to say they are but a lot of the other races came with bigger or other expansions that were like part of the multiverse. So you have to think of what is on Faerun. And granted, you can go with, you know, the Gith. Basically, it is confirmed that, yeah, the Gith are like, yeah, we jump planes all the time and everything. You know, there is more to this than your Faerun and everything. Like they do, it is confirmed both in the game and in D&D itself. But you have to think of what is canon and what is like native to Faerun. And yeah, I don't think the Loxodon are. And some of the other races, I don't think are but others like you know i think the goliath are yeah because i think you you can play as a goliath in the one adventure uh where you're up in the north oh my god the Ice one Windale. where you're up icewind dale yeah like i'm pretty sure you know you can play as a goliath in icewind dale so goliaths are canon to Faerun and everything asimir are because they're one of like the core not like core race but like like core base game races but they are like a core rare race does that make sense also, yeah i also would like to see if they could implement a system where you can like do half races like you know how you can in in D and D, you can just kind of pick two races and that one I would see being a little I don't want to say difficult, but it would take a while to properly code. It'd be very complicated. That's a mention yeah, that very... would completely change their customization thing. Yeah, they would so, pretty much have to overhaul fair. the character creation. But that would be nice because I do I do like that because I always hated how like half elves or half orcs it was like they're orc and human or half elf is elf and human. Like no no, what if this what if this half orc it was you know mama or no, Papa got a little frisky and he was a gnome. Oh, <laughs> oh no! One, one, thing, oh one thing I think would be really cool about what they did, which would have been a nice magic reference, is if they had one of like the big planeswalkers from Magic the Gathering like appear in the up. game. Yeah! Have Jace just teleported, you know, like he accidentally does sometimes? How the f*** did I get here? Nerds, I don't do magic. <laughs> yeah, like, I think that could, and maybe they could add that with like a DLC, like a magic mixed one like they have like a new companion could be a planeswalker I would just like to see him show up just like like you go into a a tavern or something and he's just like there 
like Chase is just there, sitting there at the bar. You can have like interaction with them. I don't know, like even if it's just like NPC characters that are like, you, know, you can have a conversation with them. It's like a little Easter egg. I'd love to see stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I think could be an interesting addition is um that one dragon guy that's the leader of one of the like people in the magic in Eberron, I think. What's his name? Blaze, you probably know. Oh, he's the leader of one of the groups in the Eberron universe, I think. Is it Eberron that's the magic universe? Eberron's D&D. D&D. Eberron. Eberron was his own book. Oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of uh not Eberron. It's is it Ravenloft? Strixhaven? Strixhaven. Is it that one? The one it's with the, the, one where the magic schools and each dragon was the headmaster of each one of the like each one of the schools. It was the one that like your campaign was based off of that was abandoned. Oh, Ravnica. Ravnica. That one. That's why I thought Ravenloft for a second because it had an uh, R. Yeah, Ravnica. Yeah, um, with but it, Yeah, that dude like because he's like a big dragon be all like maybe he could maybe one of like someone who works for him. Maybe, does he have planeswalkers that like work for him? Maybe. I don't know. He, not necessarily work for him, but there are a few planeswalkers that are higher up in Ravnica, like, Basically status, what I'm trying... I guess? Basically what I'm saying is, like, you know, you stumble across one of these planeswalkers from, like, the Ravnica thing, and it's like, oh, Eben, Skeben, Meben, Fafiben? I'm, I'm using gibberish to... <laughs> I'm basically using gibberish to avoid any form of spoiler, considering I know uh, like 100 most of the story and everything. So, you know, it's just like, hey, help. And they're like, it's like, you know, oh, I know someone who could help. And then they find out what's wrong. And they're like, oh, maybe not. This is a little too out of their hands. And then they just dip. <laughs> Something like that. You know, that'd be like a nice little Easter egg. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like you know, I am employed by it Dritz or whatever the f*** his name is. Dritz to someone else. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway. Oh, I don't know I'm rambling. That's oh, fine. It's fine. All right. Who's next is going to be on the ramble? Huh? 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 Me. So lead me off in subset. Uh, put me on the spot. I wasn't ready. I want to know. I want to know how you're going to do this segue. I, I don't fucking know. I go for, we go for an MMORPG that people couldn't grasp for a good bit until you play it. And we're going down with the hell he UG defi- was going in, in on. He definitely, he definitely should have had years for after. Yeah. In hindsight, Robbie should have had Gemini's um topic be after mine because they were both revolving around YouTube. Yeah, yeah, that one's on me. You know, I uh, I didn't notice it at the time. You know, it, it's been pretty tiring being locked in this dimension for eternity with no way out. But you know, I'm only human. <laughs> Gemini here, and you're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW. Moving away from something that gives us joy into something that brings us the utmost dread and, you know, unending despair. Wink at a new League of Legends item. Anyway... <laughs> so YouTube apparently is beginning a new wave of slowdowns for users who have ad block enabled. And I'm pretty sure almost all of us who utilize a PC, I think phones can use it too, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, we probably use a form of ad block, don't we? I know Look, I do. I, well, I don't, but that's because so I, I, I know. I, I just know pay. that. I just know that ads are like the main source of revenue. So I just, I'll just go through them just because I don't know. I know I, they I've are. done like, YouTube for a minute. I understand that. And I do know it is like a big thing it's part of, it's for revenue it helps a lot of the creators on youtube but like it throws me out like it breaks everything in my brain when an ad like i'm listening to a video and then an ad plays and it just like disrupts my mood <laughs> you're doing like a montage of music too oh yeah 
Well, I'm a groove. But, um, threw off the emperor's groove. I'm gonna move this over here so that way I'm not having to lean weird. So apparently, yeah, YouTube has been slowing down their entire website whenever um, it senses that ad blocks are being used. And um, you know, it's been a, it's been a while. People have been using ad blocker for years on YouTube, and apparently, avoiding ads is a violation of the terms of services for YouTube. I didn't know that. Oopsie doopsie. <laughs> yeah, that's why they've been going at it for all these years. I have gotten a lot of like the pop-up videos and everything and all that, but I still managed to like get around it. But I that does make sense why it does feel like YouTube has been like a bit slow for me and that makes a lot of sense. So if you've been noticing your YouTube has been very slow, it probably is because you're using ad blocker. Because then yeah, when you disable whatever ad block you're using it instantly like they're basically hitting a lag switch for you. <laughs> That's kinda screwy. Yeah, basically YouTube is flipping the lag switch onto you. I can see this only because they've been trying to just like, I don't want to say be neutral about it, but they've kind of just been like letting it go and like they, they started doing like the whole uh, ad blocker thing, I want to say like five or six years ago where they were starting to fully crack down on it. But it not only dips into the, the revenue for the actual creator, but YouTube itself is all the all the people that do like do these deals to get their ads on YouTube. That's revenue going out of every avenue. And again, I understand that. And it, for me personally, it is very annoying. And, oh, yeah. you know, maybe it's just me and the fact of if it doesn't happen to affect my own little bubble, I give absolutely no shits what's going on outside of that little bubble. <laughs> <laughs> that may sound a bit selfish and everything, but like, I do not care if my views are not paying YouTuber number 58,000 because I have ad block. Again, that sounds terrible of me, but it's just, it's an, it's a minor annoyance and I just want to continue living my sad little life on this dying chunk of rock. I, com I completely agree, even even though I'm the one kind of being devil's advocate here. I I, I completely agree. Ads suck. Uh, well, there's nothing wrong with being devil's advocate. We always need one of those. Oh yeah. The main thing that pops into my head, and I'll, I'll actually be talking about this in the next episode, but YouTube barely makes any money. Like any, because they're paying all these content creators, streamers, whatever you want to, whatever you're doing on YouTube, they barely make any money. Just like Twitch. Twitch hasn't made a singular profit since the site started because they're paying so many. It's to the point to where either something's going to have to change like drastically or we're just going to get 30 minutes of ad on Twitch per hour. Oof, that's awful. Yeah, like they, the only way that these the YouTube, Twitch and all these people can make their revenue back is by putting ads in there. And I think the main reason I am heavily against these ads is a lot of them are really f***ing stupid. I am getting so tired of seeing these really, 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 really weird like mobile game apps that oh, are yeah. like starting to dip into fetish territory. It's actually really Like the whole, really like, the whole Isekai like ad that I've Isekai game. Isekai Soul ad. Life is actually a good game. No, it's, it's not. not. I downloaded it and it looks like it's nothing but a f***ing harem idol game and it weirded me out and I uninstalled it after like t after five hours because it's, it was, a, it's a sim game. I was looking at all of the, you know, family members you can recruit and it's all just big <laughs> titty <laughs> Yeah, but family members you can recruit and everything. That's and the whole, I was, I was like, this like, is the weird. whole point of the uh, point of the game though. It, I can really easily see who it's marketed <laughs> towards and I am not one of those people because the moment a slave girl appears who's also a dog and all she's dressed in is a thin white cotton like drape, I was just like, oh, I, I see. I see who this game is meant it's, for. Yeah, it's Benford, you know, people who like and I'm gonna I'm gonna rag on it because I don't really like them. It's gonna, it's ragging on, uh, it's made for isekai people and what are isekais more, more than half of them are harem anime. Ugh, I hate harem animes. They're one of the worst 
like forms of anime. See, if it's if it's not completely centered around it, I can understand. But, but see, if the protagonist's charisma stat is just mega high for some reason, you know, shit happens. That's why I never li- like. I I want I re I I, I I like High School of the Dead. Like quick off turn, but also not. But the, the when the moment it turned into a harem anime alongside of being like a zombie apocalypse, I was just like, this is stupid. <laughs> Homeboy is literally a piece of rye bread. Not even rye bread. He is like basic Walmart brand of like white bread loaf and he's pulling all these bitches except the pink haired girl. See, he pulls her for like lit second but then like guns akimbo comes in and <laughs> she then is just like, you know what? I like how you know so much about military tactics and you know how to fire a gun. Nice. <laughs> nice. I'm trying to think of one that does it well. Like, okay, so there's, there's this one that is actually very, very uh, you know, seems like a stereotypical anime, but in the background, it's got a really good story. It's called Heaven's Lost Property. Don't know if any of you know it. I feel like I've heard you that, mention that one. That one's so stupid! It's stupid, but it's one of those funny harem ones where it, it plays off the pervertedness with humor. And, I, uh, yes. I don't know. Different strokes, different folks, but I don't know. Yeah. I find it good. It's got a really good story about the, they're called angeloids, or like angel android things. It's got a really good story about that in the background. You know but, what's one? isekai anime that I recently watched and I think it's time to refer it to our once a month anime so it means we, we need to watch another episode here soon the one where it's like getting turned into a f-ing vending machine that one was so that, that one was so f-ing weird and dumb Be, becoming, a move, uh, becoming a vending machine in a dungeon or something like that yeah like yeah. I think one of you guys mentioned it to me so I Ro told me about that actually yeah, so we watched it and we, just, we were just like you know maybe this is like a once a month thing and it's January so maybe we need to watch our third third fourth episode of i became a vending machine in a dungeon did you get to the mentos part yet yes that was the la- that was last month episode <laughs> i want to watch the uh suicide squaddy sakai anime that's coming out i, I want to see how that one does menace here and you're listening to the pop culture effect on cjsw speaking of anime menace what do you have about the 2024 anime line of this year? i give got us, give a us the rundown shotgun them okay. off so what i found is something that gives it you know gives us by month so we're okay. by season, I guess you could say. So for winter, we got Classroom of the Elite Season 3, yes. Bottom Tier Character Tomozaki, Second Stage, Gushing Over Magical Girls, mm. Ishura, Delicious in Dungeon, which is a cooking anime set in a dungeon that really I'm good. actually kind of interested in. Really good. It actually I, started. I feel uh, a bunch like, of these have actually started so far. I feel, it like anime, at the beginning of the year. I feel like anime is getting to a point where a lot of a lot of newer animes that are coming out are very out there with their ideas. It's because everything's been done, so they gotta like, exactly. what genres can we mash up and still have a good like following for? I, 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 I don't really care. I like the same things. I like the same tropes. I just like to see how they do it. Some animes are just not it. But we got we got Unchained Soldier, which came out on January 4th. Unwanted, uh, a lot of these, I'll, I'll kind of mention when it stops, because this came out at the beginning of the year. Obviously, we're two weeks in. We got Unwanted, The Unwanted Undead Adventurer, The Demon Prince of Momochi House, Pano Michi. Wrong way to use healing magic which sounds funny uh sasuke and peeps solo leveling just came out uh that was a webtoons comic which is actually pretty good i want them to animate 
unordinary so f bad. I want them to animate I'm the Grim Reaper so bad, but we're never gonna get it. The uh, Attack on Titan Final Chapters Part 2 is on January 6th. Kingdom Season 5, Apothecary Diaries Part 2, uh, Mashley Magic Magic yeah. and Muscles. Apothecary Diaries is so good. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, a Sign of Affection, uh, Blue Exorcist, a new saga is coming out for that, or just Ooh. came out for that. Blue Exorcist? Uh, it's, called, it's called Shimane Illuminati Saga. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, the Strongest Tanks Labyrinth Raid, The ta uh, Tale of Wedding Rings, The Dangers in My Heart Season 2, Seven Time Loop, The Villainess Enjoys Carefree Life Married to Her Worst Enemy, Banished from the Heroes Party Season 2, Tis the Time for Torture, High Card Season 2. There, there's so many, dude. Like, yeah, this, this is, is a still, long list. This is still, this hasn't even hit up to where we are now in January. What? Yes. There is a ton, ton more. Uh, Villainess Level 99. I'm just kind of scrolling as I'm going through because this list is going to take way too long. Ragna Crimson Part 2, Fire Hunter Season 2, uh, Legend of Supernormal Professor, Instant Death Ability is so overpowered, Mr. Villain Days Off, Pokemon Horizons is coming to Netflix in February. We finally got out of January. Great Pretender Razbiluto on February 23rd. And in spring, some of the ones we got, Kaiju Number 8, Quality Assurance in Another World, Bartender Glass of God, Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime Season 3 is coming out in April. I was reincarnated as a seventh princess. Uh, Laid back camp season three. Fable. Another reincarnated one as reincarnated as a reincarnated aristocrat. I will use my appraisal skill. Demon Slayer. The Hashira training arc is starting in in sometime in spring. Yes. Black Butler public school arc is starting in April. Yeah. Vampire dormitory. Uh, studio apartment. Good lighting. Angel included. My Hero season seven is coming out on May fourth. Hell yeah. Ew. What do you mean? How oh. dare you? It's overrated. It is overrated. It is not. Especially where they are now. I, I would have said that story, until season six. Yeah, this part of the story is where shit gets real. If you would have watched the end of season six, your mind would change. I'm telling you. Yeah. It's not, it's not, they're not acting like kids anymore. They're actually starting to take up the roles as heroes. And even the villains have started to get serious too. Like a uh, semi-spoiler, Shigaraki's transformation at the end of season six literally made him from one of my least favorite villains to one of my top villains. Yeah. We also got, I hate all of you. <laughs> Not you. We're hive mine. I can't hate you. <laughs> Code Geass, Rose and Recapture is coming out in yeah, May. Yes. The Duke of Death and His Maid season three is coming out in April. Yes. The Irregular at Magic High School season three is coming out in April. Yeah. Uh, girl, girls Band Cry. Don't know what that is. I was uh, Girls Band Cry. Come on, dude. Get with the page. Yeah. And nothing has actually been fully confirmed for summer. For fall, we got Dan Dan, the Prince of Tennis, U17 World Cup semifinal. What the hell are some of these names? Don't worry about it. Keep going. Keep going. It's just an anime. And the Blue Wolves of Mibu is coming out in fall. Mibu. The the last part of the list that I could find is uh some movies coming up, which is pretty cool. We got uh Haiku, the final battle at the garbage dump. Mobile Suit Gundam Seed Freedom. We got Sandland coming out. We have another My uh, My Hero movie coming out in Japan in summer. 
Summer, Mononoke, uh, Blue Lock, Episode Nagi, Puglia, Magi, Modoka, Magica. Oh, Puella, Magi, Madoka? Yes, that one. <laughs> and then it, the ending of the title is Walpurgi. Wal, Wal, oh, God, it's something German. I don't know. Walpur, Walpurgasnacht, Rising. Yeah. Then we, the last one, we got Kizumono Gatari, Koyami Vamp. And that's coming out. Actually, that's a North American anime coming out. It, there, there were a lot more that were announced, especially for summer or winter and fall. Oh my god, I can't speak. There are a lot of them coming out for winter and fall that have been announced. If you want to check out the full list, it, it'll be in the description for YouTube. If not, if you're watching or listening to this on the uh, podcast itself, it is at mecollectiveanimecollective.com. There is the full list there. You can go and check it out if you want. I know for me, the one anime, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be the same for you, Menace. Oh, yes, I forgot to mention. I forgot to mention it, and I believe this is what you're bringing up. Part three of the Thousand Year Blood War is coming out as well. No exact date yet, but it was announced. It will be. It will be this year. I'm. I'm Ooh. gonna be. I'm gonna oh. be expecting probably spring. I actually thought this was part of the list, so I'll, I'll kind of add this because these are TB TBA animes, and there's there's a lot of some in here that are actually very high profile. And we got B Stars, the final season. We got the weakest tamer begin begin a journey to pick up trash. Haigakura. I've heard some stuff about that. The Misfit Demon King Academy. Thousand Year Blood War, like we said. Uh, Sword of the Demon Hunter. That one actually looks really cool. Uh, we got A Journey Through Another World. An Ar- and An Arc Demon's Dilemma. How to Love Your Elf. Chilling in Another World with Level, level 2 Super super Cheat Powers. And those are just some of the ones that are to be determined. I see. But yeah, there's 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 a lot. A lot, a lot coming out. So anime, anime people, we're going to be eating good this year. Oh, yeah. And I believe that actually does it besides uh bobbert will be adding his his thing in now, like Menace said at the beginning of this episode, there was uh, one YouTuber that has seemingly retired or partially retired that I want to talk about, and that is Meat Canyon Hunter Hancock, and this gentleman by far is one of my favorite animators on YouTube. Uh, Meat Canyon is a channel where he takes classic animated shows and makes very twisted, very avant-garde animations about it. I think his content really shows a growth of effort and a growth of overall quality. However, recently he has come out and said that he is taking a short break from his Meat Canyon channel. His reasons are that he just wants to focus on what kind of content he wants to make, try to make a little bit better quality content, and that's why he is mostly focusing on his Papa Meat channel where he's doing kind of jo- kind of John Tron-esque videos where he's talking about sub and I still love his content and I hope he's able to come back to Meat Canyon when he feels he is ready to make that kind of content again. It's uh, it's a crazy time with all the YouTubers that are leaving and all the the global landscape of YouTube has definitely changed and is going to keep changing as we keep going. But yeah, here's hoping that uh, Papa Meat can uh, come back to his OG channel and create some great content. All of the effort and all of the future projects that Hunter wants to create. And speaking speaking of great quality content, I'm going to give it back to my friends as they wrap up this episode. 
I believe that does it for what we have for this episode. Am, am I taking this out? You could. So for all those listening on uh, CGSW, thank you. And all those watching on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we will be seeing you next episode. I'd like to say thank you to everybody joining us here today. Thank you, Blaze. Anytime. And thank you, Trin. A pleasure as always. And thank you, Subset. Ayo. Don't forget to check out the other channels on CGSW. And we will see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Please come back. Bye. Bye. Please come back. Hey yo, Subset here, and you're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW.